This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is Pink Popcorn with Kylie and Paul on Joy 94.9. Welcome. We're, we're the radio show that finds a little bit of homo in every film. And thanks to Pete Dillon from Cravings for another great show. Good luck. We just stop, stop saying it. I'm just hungry again. It's ridiculous. I just want to eat. What's your name? <laughs> my name is Paul Tonto. <laughs> What's my name? <laughs> yeah, what, what is your name? <laughs> my name is Kylie ah, Eddie. <laughs> see, there we go. See, you know I've been off for a week and I'm just rusty. It's all about the rust. I just like it's just we. <laughs> we we've come. We've got the team back together. We have. The band's back together. Yay. So um, Alan's back from China. I'm back from the peninsula. You know, it's all happening. I'm still here where yeah, I've fun. just been slaving away I'm as annoying. per usual. Oh, there comes out the tiniest violin <laughs> in the world. So what are we talking about today? Paul? We're talking well. It's another week in another film festival. In fact, two. We're talking about the Spanish Film Festival and also the Human Rights, uh, Arts and Film Festival. Plus, we're going commercial with a little bit of Robert Pattinson and Reese Witherspoon in Water for Elephants. You know what? We've decided to combine as well those elements because we have a special giveaway. Uh, thanks to CG Publicity, there is a double pass to see any film of your choice in the Spanish Film Festival. It's playing at the Como. But as per usual, you have to work for it. So... I don't know if you're aware, but, <gasps> but today is it's Robert spe- Pattinson's birthday. It's a special day. He turns 25. Wow. Uh, so it's a, it's a special birthday. So in order to go in the draw to win this prize, we would like your answers to what would you like to give Robert Pattinson for his Aww. 25th birthday? Because he probably doesn't have much. He probably won't have many people giving him gifts. Well, maybe so. it could be a present that money can't buy. Ah. Uh, keep it clean. <laughs> I'm just, just, just saying. Did, what, what would you like to... If money can't buy, I think you need some sun, basically. <laughs> yeah, I'd give him some time in the sun without any fans around him so he can... He looks a bit pale, the poor dear. Yeah, well, maybe... Oh, you know what? Maybe we could get him an island. Yes. A tropical island there we go. with no fans. But plenty of lovely oh, sunshine. Maybe the way, where Prince William and Kate are, you know, holidaying. Oh. He can, he can, you know, <laughs> they can go off and he can come over there. Sounds good. So, what would you like to give Robert Pattinson for his twenty fifth birthday? And you can go in the draw to win this double pass to the Spanish Film Festival. Um, all you have to do is SMS us on oh four two seven joy nine four nine or email on air at joy dot or you can Facebook us. Just search for Pink Popcorn. Okay, first up, we'll be talk- listening to Endless Sunset by DeLorean. This is Pink Popcorn with Kylie and Paul on Joy 94.9. This is a Pink Popcorn podcast. Well, it's another week in Melbourne and it's another film festival. In we fact, love our we film love festivals. Our film festivals. This is the Spanish Film Festival. There was a La Mirada Film Festival on about a month ago, which very similar. They both deal with Spanish language films, sort of films from Spain and also the... Mostly South America, Latin America and what have you. Um, the Spanish Film Festival is quite a, a large one because it predominantly has Spanish films, um, uh, but there's about uh, 10 or 12 um, from, you know, Colombia and Mexico and other... Colombia. Colombia. <laughs> Love it. Um, Is that your Spanish Colombia. Accent? No, it's terrible. Um, I wasn't even trying an accent. I just don't know what I was doing there. Um, but the one... There's there are actually a number of queer f- uh, films with queer themes in the festival. Um, and one of them, which I saw, is 18 Meals, which is very similar to kind of like a Love Actually, Parisian Tim um, situations all set over one day um, 
as you can probably tell, there are 18 meals in the film. What? 18 meals in one day? Oh, no, it's crazy. That sounds like my kind of place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's there. Just, yeah, it's mouth-watering. And so you basically, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and it's a whole lot of just different scenarios. And what are all the other meals? Oh, my God. No, no, no. The, <laughs> the thing is, is basically, say, for breakfast, is about four stories, four oh, different lots of, you know, I get scenarios. You. I get yeah, you. And it's like cutting between the, between them. And a number of the characters go from, there's a number of them, especially who do go from, you know, from they appear in one of the breakfast ones, one of the lunch ones, and one of the dinner ones. Oh, um, so, yeah. It's his whole, yeah, it's his whole sort of, you know, one of those, like like I said, love actually, where, you know, you really just, you're in and out of these scenarios and these little scenes and the editing in between. The one queer, there's really one queer uh, storyline in there. It's a lunchtime, basically, you've got uh, this man called Victor. He lives with his partner, Sergio. Victor is a school teacher. Sergio is a hairdresser. Um, no stereotyping there. No, exactly. And Victor's brother, who lives um, out of town, he's come to visit. Um, Does but he know? No, he doesn't. Oh, Victor's dear. not out to any of his oh, family. Dear. Oh, I know. Oh, dear. There are going to be tears, aren't there? There are going to be tears. Um, And, of course, you know, this is Spain, a lot of machismo, you know. So, you know, we sort of, you know, I don't really want to say what's going to happen. But don't spoil it. We don't spoil it. Um, But that's a very good storyline. Like, it's actually quite interesting. And in that story as well, there's a a character who the brother meets – that that's one of the lunchtime stories. In the in a breakfast story, the brother is in the breakfast story and he meets a waitress and he brings the waitress to the lunch. And so you get this really interesting dynamic. You've got this this couple who are, you know, pretending not to be a couple, and then the brother, you know, he sort of suspects something's going on, and then you've got this complete stranger. There is woman mm. female. So it's this nice little sort of scenario. I'm so hungry right now. Oh, I'm ready is, for croissant yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Do they have did, are there any croissants in there even no. Right. No, what right. did they have for breakfast in Spain? They actually had food. There was a lot of. There was actually. <laughs> you know, the food, it's funny. There wasn't a huge party. It's sort of really the setting. There wasn't a lot. Of, it wasn't food porn, this film. Really? No. That's disappointing. It, it was very disappointing. There was a lot of, you know, ham. There was a, there was a few bits ham. at the start. A lot of, you know, the, you know, the prosciutto and what have you. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, I thought you meant yeah. the acting. No, Got a bit hammy. Bit of hammy. <laughs> um, it, look, it's quite a good film. I mean, you know, it's it's a type of film where, you know, if you do like, I like these types of films. Also, set over one day, you know, different lots of characters. Also stars one of my, if not my favourite uh, Spanish actor, um, Luis Tosa, who is incredibly handsome. <laughs> and he's actually, yeah. I'm, Alan's blushing or I'm blushing. Paul's blushing. No, I'm blushing because I just, I'm just, my memory. No, he's, and Luis Tosa is also in, he's basically Spain's, apart from Javier Bardem, he's Spain's most famous actor. He's won the Goyes, which are the um, Spanish Oscars, twice more. He's, he's just a huge, he's a superstar and he's just incredibly sexy um, the other three films that are that are queer themed one is called uh, Anything You Want which uh, the director actually is in town at the moment for that so you know sort he's of doing a along. Q&A he, um, I think he actually did one that. last night oh yeah, we're a bit behind the times behind that. Um, but uh, apparently it's a great film but he he plays um He's married, has a small child. His wife passes away, and this, the four-year-old, their daughter, their, their child, four-year-old daughter, really can't cope. So he basically dresses up as his wife. So he sort of has to play both the ma- the, the mother and the father. Mm. So it's it's a quite a you know apparently it's quite a, an interesting little film. The other one, Black Bread, which we have talked about for the La Mirada Film Festival, which is a, a post uh, Civil War sort of set during the Civil War, which is a you know again a recommend film. But the one that I really want to see and I'm quite excited about because it's, it's it's queer to its core. It's called 480 Days. I know. This looks fantastic. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's basically about uh, two women who knew each other in school, um, you know, kind of just a platonic friendship. But, you know, I mean, I haven't seen it, so I can't, you know, exactly go into the details. But who knows if anything happened. They kind of went their separate ways. One of the women got married. The other one um, became, a, you know, uh, an out lesbian. And they meet up 
50. This is sounding like another film that I know. Yes, 50 years later. So, yeah, and it's, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to it. It's on, it's, it was screened last night. Um, so if anybody saw it, let us know. But it's on next Friday night as well. It's got one more screening. So that's, um, yeah, that's actually the one I'm looking forward to the most. I think the one that's, uh, you know, really, you know, it's got the queer theme mm, you know, at the core mm, of the story yeah, rather absolutely. than just peripheral characters. Yeah, and again, it's, it's very, you know, there aren't many films, especially with, you know, lesbian characters and older lesbian characters oh, as well. So They are few and far between. Mm, mm. For, even, in the, even in the queer cinema. Absolutely. Uh, in queer film festivals, yeah, they no. are very rare. I think I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, Edie and Thea, the documentary. Yes. That was, you know, one of my And everyone films. loved it because it's so great to get a glimpse into that world because I just, well, I kind of do know, let's not get into why lesbian films are, all, are not made. Um, but it's fantastic that this is part of the Spanish Film Festival. The festival started on Thursday night, but it runs right through until next weekend, the 22nd of May. Yep. So you've got plenty of time to go out and embrace uh, some Spanish language cinema. Yeah, and the website's SpanishFilmFestival.com. And there's other th- I just want to quickly mention, there's three other films in here that are outstanding. They're not queer theme, but they're just flat out phenomenal. One is called Cell 211. The other one is called Nostalgia for the Light. And the other one is called October. So, you know, j- just check out the website there are so many fantastic films in the festival so you know it's just it's a it's a ripper we'll also put that up on our facebook page pink popcorn so um if you're interested you can just go straight there to check it out all right coming up on the show we'll be talking about the human rights arts and film festival up next is water for elephants this is the comeback by shout out louds you're on pink popcorn with kylie and paul on joy 94.9 this is a pink popcorn podcast this is Pink Popcorn with Kylie Paul on Joy 94.9. A veterinary student from the wrong side of the tracks called Jacob meets and falls in love with Marlena, a star performer in the circus of a bygone era. They discover beauty amidst the world of the big top and come together through their compassion for a very special elephant. Who's the woman who works with the horses? That's the boss's wife. She don't talk to nobody and you don't talk to her. Any living creature needs to know who's in charge. They can sense when a man's power is full strength, when a man's power is not. Around here, everybody works till they run into the ground. Nobody stops until August says so. You're a beautiful woman. You deserve a beautiful life. A star, George. Out there, I got nothing. There's a better kind of life that's meant for you. You should go. Anyone as much as touched her. to think of it. Well, we leave it on Ooh, a very ominous tone there. That, that heartbeat. That is Water for Elephants. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think I said the title in my little synopsis water there. Water for Elephants. Water for what Elephants. It, what does it actually mean? Well, actually, elephants? it's kind of like this uh, joke in the first part of the film where... Um, so, obviously, the character is played by Robert Patterson. He is a veterinary student and he they make a joke about him. He can be the the water boy for the elephants, but they don't have any elephants. Oh, oh. it's hilarious. Oh. Um, but then they do get an elephant, <gasps> so it all works out okay. Oh. This is actually, it feels like a film from another time. I really loved this film. Oh, I you get swept it. up away. I did get swept away. Look, I will say at the beginning, it has a rather clunky um, uh, beginning and ending. It's kind of a, you know, it's one of those things where they have in the modern time, it's a bit of a bookend. Yes. So they start with in the present day 
and there's an old digger who's going along to the circus and they're like, get out of the way, old fella. <laughs> and he's like, but I know about the circus life. And they go, oh, really? Tell us all about it, <laughs> Grandpa Circus Man. And he goes, and off we go. We and put the Vaseline in the lens <laughs> and we fade back in time. That's right. So that is really naff. And I don't know why yeah. you need that, but I guess it you know, provides some kind of context. Yeah. Um, once we actually get away from that, it's only a few minutes, and um, – we start into the story. It's set in the era of the Depression in America. It's in the 1930s. And this young man, a young vet student, played by Rob Patterson, um, he loses everything. He loses his family, his house, and he goes on the road and gets swept up into this world of circus life. They obviously have a need for it because what I will say about this film, the parts that made me cry were the cruelty to animals. They do kind of depict what it was like in that time. I mean, here we've got, you know, and I've got to say the cruelty to humans is also pretty horrible. There's also some quite, you know, horrible scenes about quite cruel things that people do to each other. But of course, you know, men, uh, the men and women don't have enough to eat, let alone the the lions. The animals, yes. Um, Yes. Well, that's when they get... You know, like a bit povo, just throw some some of the Christians to the lions. Is that what happens? <laughs> well, they didn't Wait, show. hang in a minute. That's a few a few a few thousand years before that. So, this is a lo- I mean, this is a love story at its core. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's a melodrama, and it's a it's a love triangle between you. So, actually, when I said the synopsis, it makes it sound quite romantic, but it is actually adultery because Melina, who's played by Reese Witherspoon, who can do no wrong in my eyes, she's luminous. <laughs> I know you don't like her for a weird you saw, reason. You saw, no, I quite like her. You no, said no. she had a square jaw. Well, she, no, she got a big jaw. She's just odd looking. <laughs> um, but but she she was in that film. The James L. Brooks film that was a bit yes, Soho. The, the, so the, she, the film that I cannot remember yeah, exactly. the name of because what's Life the, is, I don't know anything yeah, that yeah. we can call or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, the stupid name. Film. But yeah. she's good in this. She is a fan. Playing a Southern Belle. Amazing. And also the star. She's the star performer in the circus. Ah. And she's, she has all these fantastic scenes with beautiful horses and, of course, the elephant mm. when they get the elephant. Um, and it is absolutely the circus scenes are fantastic. So she is married to the owner of the circus who is, you know... Christoph Waltz. Waltz. He plays evil Uh. so subtly and so beautiful. There's no moustache twirling here, which it could have easily gone down that path, particularly since he's in a top hat and, you know... A ring person suit. One of my favourite things in this is a sidebar. He's played. He won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for Inglorious Bastards last year. Yeah. One of my favourite things about Hollywood is that they get these. You know, he's a foreign. He's Austrian or German. Austrian. Um, Austrian. And you know, they come into Hollywood, and all of a sudden, get that guy. He's great. You know, and he just plays. You know, these kind of baddies. <laughs> and you know, like it's the prestige. You know, he's won the Oscar, so let's just you know up there. I love it. He's probably going to be in some big superhero film this he's summer. He's already as, been as in a, a superhero. Really? Was he? Yeah, he was in the Green Hornet. Oh, he, God. he played the baddie evil oh, guy. In Gre- you, you were <laughs> so ahead of the time. I love he it. He was fantastic. He plays. He plays a very cold-hearted mm. kind of. I can. I can kill you with one look yeah. from my. And look, he has <laughs> got a. Glance. He's got a little bit more to do in this film because it is actually. Uh, they do try and make.
make it a li- little bit more grey. Yeah. Like, he's not a terribly bad person. He's in a bad situation, but he has got this evil streak. And obviously, some of the cruelty to animals is really hard to take, let alone what he puts his wife through. So, But the biggest question is, are pets? How does he shape up? You know what? He's got a bit of a tan. So, he's really? not looking so vampiric. Aww. He's like, he... No, I wouldn't say he's Because he's, he's in the Twilight Saga, of course, in case anybody doesn't know. But yeah. Is there anyone left no. on the planet who doesn't... Who, who doesn't Have you know? seen those films, by the way? Yeah. Oh, I haven't, so I don't. I, oh, I have no concept. I've only seen him in that queer film, The the Dali. You know, oh, the, yeah. Don't base that yeah, on any kind of comparison. Yeah. So, I think that he does a pretty good job here. He is very much the brooding, silent type, and he plays that very well. Mm. I'm not quite yet convinced of his range because in his <laughs> other film that he did outside of the Twilight series was Remember Me, which was kind of like... Forgettable, a, ironically. A, a non-vampire version of the same character in Twilight. So, he, he's quite good at, you know, mumbling and yeah. looking sad. He's, and he's got... In 10 years' time, we won't know who he is. I'm not sure, though. I think if he keeps these films up, he might at least have a chance. Yeah. But there was some chemistry there. And for me, the thing that I liked about this film is I feel like it delivered honest promise. It is fantastic storytelling. The set pieces are amazing. It really creates the era and it just is a very entertaining, engaging, fantastic piece of old time cinema. It's like films they used to make, which, you know, films that like my mum and I could go and see together Mm. and both enjoy. Gee, that sounds like I'm a total nana. But anyway. And the director of the previous films, I Am Legend and Constantine, which are both big budget action type films, plus also Britney Spears' video for I am a slave for you. So <laughs> That's the gay content. Absolutely. So there we go. That's a queer content. Mm. Yeah, there's no other queer Nothing content else. in there apart gay from Gay Elephant, no. No. Uh, right. Well maybe. Okay. Yeah. But I'm gonna give this I'm giving it four out of five. My golly. I really enjoyed <laughs> it. As a cinema experience, I really enjoyed it. My golly. Oh well, there you go. And it's in cinemas now everywhere. Everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. So you can't miss R Pats and, and Reese doing their thing. Up next we'll be talking about the Human Rights Arts and Film Festival. This is Life Goes On by Noah and the Whale. You're on Joy at ninety four point nine Pink Popcorn with Kylie and Paul. This is a Pink Popcorn podcast. This is Pink Popcorn with Kylie and Paul on Joy 94.9. And that was Like What from Tim and John. They're fantastic. Oh, I, I love, love them it. so much. Oh, they're your new They are my besties. new favourites. Oh, amazing. Young, young Australian band. Fantastic. Oh, it's so great. So up now, well, it's another week. As we talked about before, it's another film festival. So we've actually got two film festivals on exactly the same time in Melbourne. Talked about the Spanish Film Festival earlier. Now it's the Human Rights and Arts and Film Festival. Yeah, so this started on uh, the 12th as well and goes right through to the 22nd, yeah. same time. We are spoilt for choice in this town. We're so lucky to have so many fantastic films to go and see. Um, the Human Rights, Arts and Film Festival, obviously they've... You you know, made it larger to incorporate the arts as well. We're just really going to be focusing on the film festival part of it, funny enough. Um, Normally they do have quite a large section of films that have queer content because obviously, uh, if you're listening to this radio station, I can safely assume that you also see uh, GLBTIQ rights as human rights. But this year, there's kind of slim pickings. Yeah, not so much. There's not so much. Look, there are a couple of fantastic short film programs. One is the International Shorts. And in that, there is a film called Change. It's an American film. And it is set on the same night that um, 
it's a part of the presidential elections in America and Obama is being elected president and also Proposition 8 is going to the vote in California. Mm. And it can't, this film is... It's a you know it's a twenty minute short film and it shot cinema verte. It's at first I thought it was a documentary. It is really well uh, constructed, and the lead uh, guy, a uh, black uh, young teen, he's fantastic. And basically, he is um, he's not out. He's gay, and he's kind of struggling to come to terms with his crew of mates who obviously are homophobic and they're actually bullying one of the gay teens at their school. And it kind of – what I do like about it is that it uses how uh, discrimination against black people is also – well, we're also forgetting about gays as well. Yep. So it's in this, you know, black enclave, and all of them are so excited because Obama is invited, and you know, blacks haven't been recognised, and it's time for it to stop, and this is a fantastic change for the future. And at the same time, gays, gay rights are being trampled all over, yes. and so he has these really conflicting feelings about. You know, I'm so excited to be a black American, but at the same time, I'm gay, and I feel like that part of me is not being recognised. It's quite. It's a really fantastic dramatization of these conflicts. And this is one of those films that I think is great for a straight audience. Right. <laughs> I don't want to sound patronizing, but I think in a queer film festival, it would be like, we get it. Yeah, right. Okay. I mean, we, we get it. We know. We know that we're discriminated against yes. and it's a human rights issue. And But I think this is great for a, um, a, maybe a straight audience who goes, oh, oh I make the connection. Yes, yes. Gays are humans as well. And <laughs> like black rights. people, they yeah. shouldn't be discriminated against. So it's quite an interesting... Look, obviously at the Human Rights Film Festival, people who are going along yeah, to this festival, like, I mean, you're kind of preaching to the converted, converted yes. I would assume. But... The stylistically is a really, really beautifully done short. There's also um, a collection of Australian short films, and there is one of those in there which features a kind of lesbian storyline. It's called Vigilant, Healthy, Wholesome. <laughs> exclamation marks in there, Kylie. <laughs> I know. I've got to put the exclamation marks on it. And um, it's kind of set... I feel like it's set in an alternative reality where we're still back in the 50s where those, um, you know, like their government health warning films mm, about yes. the homosexuality uh, can is contagious and can be passed on to you by just a handshake. It has a great start like that, doesn't it? The it film. has a yeah. fantastic start. The start is kind of a pseudo uh, government warning black and white mm. film about the dangers of homosexuality mm. and it's in your community. Don't eat phallic looking food <laughs> or you could be contaminated. So it's really clever. The setup's really fantastic. And then it goes into this story about a woman who somehow has got a wedding dress that um, it's kind of like a poltergeist in her wedding yeah, dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a bit like possessed. It's a possessed wedding dress because yep. she doesn't want to marry a man and she's kissing her bridesmaid and her, her groom sees her and he gets really cross and the wedding dress eats him up. Yeah, swallows him whole. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds weird, and it kind of is. It's it's great. It's a very it's a Melbourne it's a Melbourne uh, the stu- the the uh, director filmmaker yeah filmmaker was uh, VCA yeah it's a VCA film so it's a fant- it's a really great little I, I enjoyed it thoroughly I think it's fantastic it's been around a few times yeah, a few it's, festivals so. yeah it's um, was made in two thousand and nine so yes. it's kind of been doing the rounds it is very clever in its yep. setup and it is quite quirky and interesting so that's part of the um, Australian 
shorts collection. And as per usual, they have fantastic documentaries. They have great Q and A's. There's so, so the, the one thing wonderful thing about this about the festival is that they do have they absolutely they have lots of different you know aspects to it, talks and, and workshops and the arts angle. So the one film that I'm looking forward to the most, I'm actually going to be zipping off to it this afternoon, is Twelfth in Delaware. Um, it's a film from um, Jesus Camp directors Heidi Ewing and Rachel Grady um, about. Uh, Sort of abortion activists. Uh, it's it's quite a. I'm looking forward to it. Apparently, it's a pretty fantastic film. So, but there's plenty. There's of plenty good stuff. So we'll put the link to the festival up on our Facebook page. It's on until the end of the week, the 22nd. So certainly check those films out. And we've got a double pass to give away. Oh, we do. We do. It's so exciting. Robert Pattinson. What would you? Uh, it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, our pets. What would you give Robert Pattinson if um. You know, you if, could if you could just reach out and, and speak to. <laughs> we don't have that kind of uh, those kind of contacts. No, we, we can't don't. personally give him the gift. He's turning twenty five, so let us know what you would like to give him, and you can go in the draw to win a double pass to the Spanish Film Festival. Uh, just SMS us on oh four two seven joy nine four nine, or send us an email on air at joy This is the suburbs by Arcade Fire. This is Pink Popcorn with Kylie and Paul on Joy ninety four point nine. a pink popcorn podcast architecture in Helsinki one of my favorites with escapade and actually they will be on next week's not this week's next week's band camp with Adam Todd so that's incredibly oh, exciting. That is just really an, exciting just another reason to listen to, to Adam and you're not going to be here though I you know you won't be able to oh. you know what podcasts seriously oh, Kylie I love 21st the podcast. century you tell me all about social media I'm on board almost <laughs> To some point. That's the end of the show. Good Lord. It went incredibly quickly. Doesn't it always? It always does. It always does. It always does. Thank you so much to Alan, who's back. Pushing and also buttons. thanks so much to Mason, who was in the studio. He's doing the Taste of Radio program. So hopefully we'll be hearing Mason's voice, you know. Over soon. the radio Absolutely. waves. Over the soon. radio waves. Soon. Now next week, even though you're not going to be here, I'll be here with the lovely and delightful Lini who will be joining. We'll be two chicks in the studio talking films. We'll be doing Snowtown. And a film that is yet to be decided. <laughs> just leave you in anticipation. I've got a few options up my sleeve. You will have to just wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> so please stay in touch with us via Facebook, Twitter or our blog. All the links can be found at joy.org.au forward slash pink popcorn. And as you said, Adam Todd with Bandcamp is up next. This week's guests include Red Ink and Ben Wells. So until next week, see you at the movies. Thanks. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.